beats were dropping. I can't say that, right? You said I can't say drop. When it comes, can I say fat beats dropping out our podcast drop? drop. It, it, but I, you can say whatever you want, Mike. I don't care. I just think, I think just whenever I hear somebody say a new podcast is dropping, it just sounds really, it sounds really podcasty pretentious. That's you very, very much, very much. It's Zip Recruiter also brought that ad about hmm. dropping podcasts. It is Mike Wimacher joined by Johnny Molson here on this Friday, February 23rd. How you been, my friend? I'm well. How about you? Uh, you know. All right. Yeah. Doing the thing. Doing the thing. Um, we both have done some traveling as of late. And when will people learn that you cannot make a bomb joke on an airplane, through TSA, whatever it may be? And what do we do with these dopes? And by the way, this predates... TSA. Yes, right, exactly. You, you, were, you were never allowed to make bomb jokes. Correct. It was never a thing you should be doing. Yeah. But let me introduce you to one Mark Bjorn of Reno, Nevada, who boarded a JetBlue Airways flight from Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport to San Francisco on his 27th birthday. While doing so, he joked, quote, that TSA had missed a bomb in my bag. Oh, my God. But how, one, one, how does that come up in conversation? Right. And two... What do you think is going to happen? And three, that's not a very funny joke. It's not. As on the list of jokes, not a very good joke. So what no. happened? Uh, a witness alerted a flight attendant about his comments, and he was asked about the remarks he made. Bjorn then reaffirmed to the airline employee that TS agents had missed the bomb. And oh my, like, my like he, du he doubled down. I guess he didn't get enough laughs for the terrible joke the first time. He's like, I don't think you heard me. No. They missed a bomb in my bag. Do it again. Yeah, do it again. Do a flip. Yeah, guess what then happened? <laughs> I hope exactly what should have happened. He was escorted from the jetway and placed yeah. under arrest. Good. No bomb was ever found. He was charged with secondary felony to for making a false report of a bomb, arson, or weapon of mass destruction. Oh, God. But there's got to be more to it. What, what should be the punishment for these dopes? Right. Because, yeah, there's the... Don't don't joke about it. It's just not the place to do it because you're going to... Because this will happen. Uh, but then, yeah, just the... There needs to be a law against having jokey conversations when you're in line yes. while other people are trying to do stuff. Correct. So, I mean, yeah, if you're joking around with a cashier at Walgreens, uh, you should be arrested. Uh, it, it all depends on the level of your humor, right? Don't do not, don't not do that. Right? <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> don't, don't encourage people. Yeah. Yeah. Don't encourage. I, I, I think you're right. It just, just it go. It depends. <laughs> idiot. If you're Frank Caliendo, no. If you're George Carlin, it's okay. But I think you're right. Just they're there to do their job. Yeah. Right. And that's that's it. It's a transactionary thing. Don't don't be Shecky Green there trying out new material. So I'm standing at the airport here in Springfield a while back, and I had just gotten through TSA, and this gaggle of ladies is behind me, and they're they're I don't know they're going on a they're going on a girls trip. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, we're going just, crazy. Just, yeah, feel it, you know, and they yeah. you know, uh, they got their it's wine o'clock shirts on. Oh, and, but first know. coffee. Right. And um, so they put their carry-ons through the x-ray. One of them beeps and has to be set aside to go. Uh, <laughs> to, you, know. you know what that is. Uh, and, it was, and it was one of those things where it was just, you know, the, they put everything yeah. possible in there in the bag. As you could just see, it was bulging. And um, the woman turns to the TSA agent and says, quote, careful when you unzip that, it might explode. Oh, No. Now, I understand what she's trying to convey. Yes, yes. But we, not, all, we all knew what she meant. But not the greatest phrasing. <laughs> and, you know, he had his hands on, on, the, uh, on the suitcase, and his hands just dropped to the side. Yeah. And he thought, he's like, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. And, and, and she immediately, re I mean, thankfully, she was like, oh, hey, hey, hey. She didn't double down uh, like Mr. No. Bjorn. Uh, but, I mean, she just, she said it so loud and proud. Careful when you open it, it might explode. Uh. You can't. And I was upset that they didn't do anything. They should have. I wanted them to drag her out into the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> they, they should have. Kick like her the, in the stomach. <laughs> exactly. Explode this. 
Yeah. Don't be doing that. You can't make that joke here, ma'am. Like, smash your face into the hood of a car. <laughs> they run her through the x-ray machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Dump her in yeah, there. Exactly. Just dump her in there and go, here, here. Do you feel what it, this is what it's like working here all day? Because I turned around expecting to see an incident happen. Uh, and then you got let down. And then, you know, I just, and, and you know, I honestly, kudos to the TSA person at, at, uh, at the airport. Having the uh, patience. Because he under, you know, it's like he got it, but he was like, oh, you're really right on the line there. I mean, nor, under if they were anywhere else, they probably would have said, hold the phone. Yeah, you know. she's lucky she was in Springfield Airport. I you think do, so. You do that at any major, uh, any other major or, airport, or, or just caught somebody on a on a on a, a reasonable re- day. Yes, exactly. You know? That you would have been back in one of those private rooms, oh, yes. and that girls' trip would not have gotten off the ground <laughs> at all. Period. You'd have a whole different story to bring Absolutely. back to. Absolutely. Uh, I mentioned this earlier this week, and I just wanted to mention it to you quickly as far as traveling goes. When we were coming back from Orlando, there was a gentleman at the gate um, that was, all he wanted to talk about was just how cold it was going to be back in Springfield. It's like, would you look at that? 19 degrees. Oh, my God. Oh, and there's going to be snow. I hope my cut. Like, and it just like, and anyone who would walk within a radius mm-hmm. of two feet, he would be like, see how cold it's going to It's like, yes, we all see the screen. There's no need for you to then add to it. We all understood that we're going to Florida yes, in February, February, and we're coming back to Illinois in February. And nobody, and people can call in if they, if you work retail or at a counter anywhere or something. It's like you. Nobody wants to have that conversation. You no. did not. You did not invent that conversation. No. Um, that was not the first time that person heard. Oh, I'm sure, I'd like to take some of the sunshine with me. Uh, you know. <laughs> At least open with that. That's something. Yeah, it's just so. It, just people just, I've, I've learned from you over the years. I used to be more that guy, mm-hmm. admittedly. And I've learned from you over the years that that's not necessary. That just, just go about your business. People respect that more and enjoy that more. If you just maybe have one line, maybe, just maybe, and you move away. You don't continue to engage. You're getting pretty close to it depends, and I don't like that. Yes, no. Don't, don't. No. No, to each their own. <laughs> Shut up. Shut. Not, not at the airport. There's no to each in your own at the airport, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. Take a break for news. <laughs> Ready for takeoff. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It is Mike and Molson with you here on this Friday, February the 23rd. Did you stay up and watch? Well, you didn't have to stay up. It was at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, but see that little lander land on the moon yesterday? No. Oh, but- it was awesome. Why didn't you watch it? <laughs> I assumed the space nerd would be super excited about that. It's the first time since, what, 72 we touched down or something along yeah, those lines? Yeah, I mean, first successful thing that we've landed on the moon uh, since the Apollo mission. Um, and it really, it, it, honestly, unfortunately, because there were no, there's no video, there, there were no cameras. It was just, you just watched people at Mission Control looking at their screens and saying, 400 meters. <laughs> and uh, pretty sure we're down. Yay. Yay. So Good job, was, everybody. It wasn't quite as, uh, it wasn't, the eagle has landed by any means. Yeah, but it's still cool stuff. Um, we have a list here. And 217-629-797, the phone number to join in the conversation of movies so bad, they're good. And you keep watching them over and over again. Sure. So, Want to hear from the listener of, of if you have those movies because it this list was kind of inspired by how bad Madam Web has been doing in the box office mm-hmm. like that has just been destroyed like yeah. I mean people have just gone laid to waste scorched earth on that movie I mean so that's what's brought about this conversation I have not seen Madam Web mm-hmm. like well, I think a couple of years ago it was Morbius in the same kind of Sony right. spot was ripped on but Madam Web took it to a whole new level like you don't want to know how bad Madam Web is Chili Bowl Mullet Man ripped into it on his Facebook review, <laughs> and he never rips into any movie ever. Why did you get him on with Eric Davis? Sometime? I, I sh- oh my god, that we should have an entire cinema roundtable right. with Eric Davis and Chili Bowl Mullet Man. Sure, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Hi, you're on WMAY. It's not me. It's my husband who watches these repeatedly because I refuse, and they're both Adam Sandler movies. Waterboy. And Billy Madison, they're so bad that he just sits there and watches them and laughs. 
and I'm just like, oh my god, they're so bad, yeah, so bad. Sandler movies have that it kind of like that Three Stooges appeal where it's it's a yes. guy thing. Not it a, is. It, women just yes. go, what what the hell are you laughing at? Uh, and and so I appreciate why you're frustrated with that. But yeah, it's it's one of those things because yeah, you, you, say, you say that to a lot of men. They're like, water boy, I quote that all the time. You know, yeah, something's wrong with his medulla oblongata. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> So I'm sorry that you're married to just a regular American man. Yes. Appreciate the phone call. 217-629-7970. Those Sandler movies, I'm the same way. I fall into it. I think yeah. it was right in my wheelhouse of my age, and so I will go back. But those, while, while bad, like for some, it's not, you know what you're getting. It's a Sandler movie, right? Sure. Going into it, when you see the water boy and you see that character, you don't go, Oh my goodness! This is going to be like one of those show. One of the movies on this list is M Night Shyamalan's The Happening, where you know it ended up being spoiler alert from 2018. Ended up being the plants right. that were the, that were trying to kill us because we we're not being great. Like it's those type of things. What happened to M Night Shyamalan? I mean, there was a time there. Oh my god! Where if if he put something out, it was like this. This is a Scorsese film. You've Correct. got to go see an M Night Shyamalan, and then it just wasn't. And then it was just like, oh, it's going to be a, a crazy, you know, you look for the thing that you, it couldn't possibly be, and it'll be that. Yes. I, I think it was, was it The Village was the one that was a turning point? <sighs> Possibly. Like, like, he had Sixth Sense, mm -hmm. and then he had Unbreakable, which was yeah. really, like, that superhero movie with Bruce Willis yeah, and Samuel Jackson good. was Signs really was good. Signs was good, I like. Yeah, Signs was good. And then The Village came out, where the whole time you're like... Are they? Are they? Are they really in? Are they? Yeah. Are they in modern times? And then the big ending was someone crossed a street and like, oh my god, an automobile! Yeah, it's only, it almost became like a bad soap opera. Yes, that's exactly what like, happened. Oh, for your M. Night. twin came back from the dead and killed your husband, but yeah. he's not your husband. He's really your mother from another. You know. Oh my god, it's Stefano again! <laughs> I thought he died an eighteenth time. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy movies so bad you continue to watch them and they, they end up being great. Obviously, number one on this list is a movie called The Room from two thousand three. Everyone says that's the worst movie of all time. Perhaps the most famous so bad it's good movie ever made. The Room has become an object of cult fascination in the two decades since its first hit theaters. Tommy Wiseau's singular vision is so disjointed and poorly acted that the best way to watch it is ignore whatever is supposed to be happening altogether, <laughs> is what they say. Uh, do you have one at all that's so bad it's good that you keep going back to? I know there's a bunch from my childhood. Yeah. Like, it, there's something about that. I mean, we, we are of the age, too, where on Saturday afternoons there would be just these horrible B-movies of yes. monsters and blobs and spiders and whatever <laughs> True. else was uh, uh, going on. Um, and so those, those I think, fit into that category. Um, I'm I, trying to think of movies. I, I know there were movies. Oh, I'll tell you one. I, I can tell you one right now. Uh, the Car. The Car. Uh, 1979 with James Brolin. Okay. Uh, where and this was right in that era of uh, you know Carrie and just all, all these things yeah right yeah possessed things something Correct. something Christine was Christine, what? Christine, something, something Christine also a car that was very upset at people and so it was just a sleepy little I think Arizona town and James Brolin's a sheriff of course um, and this car comes from out of nowhere and it's it just runs people over it just it's the car it just runs people over let me have to pull up the uh, the trailer okay yeah yeah I have to check that out some of the other ones on this so, list. Yeah, well, look for that. that. That would be the one that I would pick. Okay. For me, oh God, I watched, you know, I was in the advent of the early uh, advent of HBO being at home, and mm -hmm. my parents got it because my dad wanted to watch Mike Tyson fight. So, you know, we would just have movies on. And my, my mom wasn't really great at discerning what should be viewed right. by eight or nine year old me and what shouldn't be viewed by eight or nine year old Here's me. Here's a nice one about red shoes. I bet that's fun. Right, exactly. It's like, that's why I love La Bamba. Like, it was on repeat. <laughs> like, I kept watching that movie. Right. But one that comes to mind the most is probably the movie Mannequin. With, oh, yeah. With Andrew McCarthy yep, and yep, Kim yep, yep. Cattrall oh God, and yeah. Meshach Taylor and the bad guy from Police Academy plays a security <laughs> guard. Like, terrible movie. But, like, 
in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, that was hilarious. And that's that's what's so interesting is at the time when you're watching that, particularly if you're if you're a little too young to be watching it. I mean, yes. the same thing when the car would come on, I would sit there and go, oh my god. Uh, but you go back and watch it now, it's like it could be, could not possibly be a dumber movie. Correct. But at the time, I'm like, that that, that mannequin, that, yeah. the mannequin came to life, and that that mannequin's rather attractive. That could happen to me. <laughs> that could happen to me. I'm terrible <laughs> with ladies, and I know I'm going to be going forward. But if that mannequin came to life, and I was the only man she ever saw, maybe I have a chance like Andrew McCarthy. Some of the other ones on the list here from MSM is Mac and Me from 1988. Oh, sure. That tried to be like E.T., but yeah. was way worse. Uh, also, Cats. From 2019. Oh, man. Remember that? Jeez. Yeah, that was a debacle. Yeah. Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, Troll 2, apparently, is one. And then, of course, The Happening is also on their yeah, list as well. But uh, 217-629-7970, if you have a bad movie that uh, you feel is so bad, it's good. There, you mentioned HBO and all those uh, premium movie channels growing up. It, it, because I don't think people realize now... Those networks are in a knife fight to curate the best movies. And, yes, you know, who, who can who can bid and get the get the top line? But at the time, it was anything they could get. It was like the early days of MTV. It was yes. like just give me something to put on, uh, and so you would just have just absolute garbage. Which is why I saw Side Out so many times too. <laughs> right, the C. Th- C. Thomas Howell movie mm-hmm. that that he says when we interviewed him, was the most ran movie on HBO ever because they just had to fill time. Yeah, and so it's like you're in this entertainment desert and whatever could possibly be on is is what's on. The exact opposite is going on now. Correct. Where Hulu and Apple and Netflix and Amazon, and you go, there's so So much much. goods, and it's good stuff. (laughs) There's a lot of good stuff out there, and you can't possibly get to it. Yeah, yeah. There's no Caddyshack 2 being played (laughs) at 4 o'clock on a Saturday (laughs) as a lead-in to the really good movie coming up on HBO later on. Exactly. And that's another one that would be so bad. It's good for me. I've seen that more times than I care to admit. It is Mike and Molson with you here on WMAY. We will take a break for news. We come back. Apparently, inflation's even hitting the tooth. That's a, that's a space expert for you right there, yeah, Johnny. CNN's got their space reporter on there, and man, she's pretty. You'd like to fly yeah. to the moon with her. And she has brains and is a very yes, educated exactly, woman. woman of Science. modern times. And knows more about space, actually, than even space nerd Johnny Molson, I'm sure. Boy, would I get to like to get a look at him. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make my rocket launch? It is Mike Wimacher with you here. Take on... your shirt off. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, that is, and that is Johnny Molson. Uh, send all emails to <laughs> at. <laughs> Just having some fun here on this Friday, February 23rd. Uh, 217-629-7970 is the phone number to join in the conversation. Uh, we try to be an oasis in the desert of politics, but inflation apparently now has even hit the tooth fairy. Uh-oh. Yeah, the, uh, the average amount of cash left under the pillow by the tooth, pi- tooth fairy dropped this past year. Dropped by 6%. The average, what, it, what was the, the average, when I was growing, it seems like kids nowadays are spoiled anyway, because the average price still in 2023 per tooth from the Tooth Fairy was $5.84. What? Yes, the average price at last year was five eighty four, which is 6% lower than the $6.23 from 2022. It's the first time of decline since 2018, according to a survey conducted by insurer Delta Dental. Ran the ran the numbers on it. Man, five bucks. I had I didn't I had, couldn't imagine it being that high. No, I, the, my wh- parents were cool because they would do a uh, like a fifty cent piece. Yes, so it was kind of neat. It know? was right, exactly. That that the tooth fairy of my day also did the same thing. Right. I never saw any paper for my tooth. And at what point does the tooth fairy stop visiting? The first well, cu- the first couple, I think yes, but I think the tooth fairy kind of decided like after tooth number five or six that they were out. It yeah. was just, it was too much of an investment. It was, there was not enough ROI for the tooth fairy to continue to grab my teeth after number six. I hear you. Well, I'd love to hear from parents as yeah. to what they're, uh, what they're putting down. Because, man, five, what do you have, 32 teeth? That's 160 bucks. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Even the first loss of the first tooth, which usually brings in more money, has gone down. The average... Uh, in 2023, for the first tooth, was seven dollars and nine cents, 
down from 729 in 2022. So the first tooth average was over seven bucks that the, the, the kids were getting for the tooth fairy. So, so, yeah, there are some kids waking up six years old and they got 10 bucks under their pillow. That's what crazy. The hell's, what the hell's going on with that? You don't it, need that much money. Well, no. I understand. Do- I don't. I understand a dollar doesn't go as far anymore. That's not the point. And it, and, right. and, it, and you know what? I'm. A, I, it can't be. It can't be folding money. No. How do you pull that all off? What do you got a bunch of sack of Jawias underneath there and an envelope that you're putting right. underneath there? Yeah. It has to be. You can't just like slide a, a sawbuck <laughs> under someone's pillow. It's exactly. Got, it's got to be coins. Like the tooth yes, fairy the tooth flies fairy around. Does, with, yeah. The tooth fairy doesn't fly around with yeah. paper money. Is a tooth fairy a girl or a boy? Tooth fairy is just a tooth fairy, I think. Okay, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. It's like to me, it's like um, it's like it's like <laughs> David Bowie Space Odyssey, like Tinkerbell. You know, exactly. really sure. Yeah. Well, Tinkerbell is a is a female. We know Tinkerbell. for certain. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm thinking more of like David Bowie from Labyrinth oh, okay. is flying right. around like that's, the tooth fairy. That's a good one. That okay. that, that that's what I'm looking at. I the don't tooth know why fairy I is that just connect, collecting enamel and because when you really think about the tooth fairy, it's kind of an odd thing of like yeah. they just collect your teeth. Which is why that horror movie that was a tooth fairy was very frightening. Well, have you ever met parents who save teeth? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I found that unfortunate situation arise when my mother passed, now going on 12 years ago. Uh, and we were going through some of the stuff, like trying to weed through, and I'm like, oh, what's in this box? You found your own teeth? I found, I found a note with Mike's first tooth. <laughs> And right next to it, I also found the remnants of my rat tail from when I was 13 years old. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what was wow. going? I'm like, what is going on? Was she doing some type of rituals to try to bring back a younger version of me, keeping hair and a tooth? Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's you know, every, everything with your baby, you want to save and you want to put it in a scrapbook and everything. But a couple of years down the road, you go, I'm gonna do with this tooth. They I'm kept it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was kept right there. The, What'd you do with it? I threw it away. Okay. <laughs> why? Why do I need my first right. tooth? Like, I just there's a reason why you lose that. I don't think you ever told me you had a rat tail. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And here here's the problem with that's amazing. Here's the problem with the rat because first of all, did you braid it? No, no. no. The fir- well, first of all, it wasn't very lengthy because my because my father was adverse, just adamantly against it. So I fought that fight because it was one of those things of some of the kids I played Little League with had it. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And no. At the time it was cool. Yeah. I, it was a no. But I fought a two-year battle. So I had it two years after people actually thought it was a good look. Okay. And so I was the only one at the time who had it. But man, was I proud of it. How do you know? How do you know at that time, though? I, it, it was just, it was one of it's, those it's things. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. You it know, is. There's, a, there's yeah. a period of time where you go, wow, rat tail, that's pretty cool. Yes. And then you go, what the hell is a rat Yeah, yeah. It, it looked terrible. But like, I thought it was the <laughs> coolest person. I thought I was the coolest yeah. person in the world. But yeah. uh, now, according to this survey, in two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy, I'd like to hear from parents out there of, of the price, the going price of the tooth fairy, and when you cut it off, because the survey ran with the uh, parents of children between the ages of six and twelve. Okay, so it seems like twelve was a. I, I think once you get into teen years, I think once you get double digits is when the tooth fairy should yeah. probably stop showing up. I think so. I mean, you're, you're kind of done. What did you teeth. With the, what? What did you do with the tooth fairy money? Did you save it up over time, or did you immediately like spend it on something I, else? Yeah, I don't think. Because I was one of those ones that any mo- any monies coming in for me was already spent. Like, I would be like, oh, 50 cents, what can I, pack of baseball cards, whatever I can get. Meanwhile, my sister was like, misinvestment. Like, really? Yeah, anytime Tooth Fairy or birthday money would come in, she would just hoard it like Scrooge McDuck. Right. And, if, and and eventually, like... She would get her stockbroker on the phone? And, yeah, exactly. She would be like, uh, yep, the fairy... Hey, Murray. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I want you, want you to buy 14 shares of IBM. She was on her Mr. Telephone, be like, hey, listen, I got some deals to make. <laughs> Tooth Fairy just showed up. I need to move some assets. What can we do here? I want you to hold it until it gets to $24 and then sell. And the worst part was, the one time we went to a baseball card show, she came in with the, she finally had cashed out because she knew how much I wanted a box. This is when Upper Deck first showed up on the scene. Yeah. Like the really high quality baseball card. I, because I had spent on other things, lesser cards, I didn't have the money for the full box. 
And so we're at the card show, and I'm trying to convince my dad to buy me a box because there's a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie in there, yada, yada, yada. And my sister's like, oh, how much is that? And my dad goes, oh, it's this. And my sister goes, oh, this much? (laughs) (laughs) I love that she saved her money for spite. She did. It's exactly what she did. Good for her. And my, my dad's like, well, yeah, Steph, that much. And she goes, oh, well, does that mean all the cards would be mine then? Yeah. And my dad's like, well, if you pay for it, she's like, hmm, I'll have to make some decisions. Hey, Murray, sell 12 <laughs> shares of Amalgamated Banking Incorporated. I'm buying a Ken Griffey. Right, that's exactly the way it was. I'm buying a box of cards out of spite. This investment has been great for me, paying off long term. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, and she, she bought the box and had two Ken Griffey Juniors. And she's like, oh, that's too bad that you wanted one of these. Good Lord. Yeah, that was my sister. That's hilarious. That's my, that's my younger sister. Oh God bless Lord. her. She played the long game and played it well. Kaboom. It is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. Take a quick break. Uh, when we come. <laughs> Mike and Molson with you here on this Friday morning, February 23rd. Thanks for spending some time with us. Everyone talks about side hustles nowadays, right? Trying to do some, whether you're Uber driver, Lyft, whatever, sure. Uber, Uber Eats, whatever it is you're doing. Well, let me introduce you to enterprising David Adams from Long Island, New York, who back in 2018 started a cottage business called Sniff Spot. Go on. <laughs> it's an app. That allows homeowners to rent out their backyards by the hour to give pet owners' dogs their own secluded space to run around. Okay. So you go on you go on Sniff Spot, which okay, interesting choice. Probably gonna spend a little more time thinking of the name. <laughs> Workshopping Sniff Spot. Yeah. I'm sure he's gotten some some messages from people very disappointed <laughs> on what it ends up being. But I found Sniff Spot on the uh, app page. What's this all about? This sniff Spot from the internet. Yeah, he quickly realized that the uh, big value proposition for people is safe exercise for their dogs. Because right. some people, you know, you have dogs that are cooped up all day. Yeah. And sometimes dog parks, things happen. You don't know what's going So you can just rent out someone's yard and allow your dog to just run amok. Uh, he said there are now more than 15,000 sniff spot hosts nationwide from 2018 to now. Interesting. I don't know if that's something I'd be willing to do. As a homeowner or a dog owner? Dog owner, I think it's fine. Yeah. Because you're just, it's not like you're going in to the person's home, right? You're just showing up. I don't know if there's a code. I don't, I, I probably should have researched sniff spot a little bit more, but, but I was afraid to Google it. Yeah, you don't um, want that in your yeah, search exactly. history. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Siri, look up sniff spot. <laughs> I hope someone Siri is listening yeah. right now. Now you have that in your search history uh, because later next hour, we're actually going to have a list of seven questions never to ask Siri. Okay. Uh, but I just don't know as a homeowner, depending on the amount of business you get, Obviously, it's not a lot of investment on your part to just allow a dog an hour in your backyard, mm-hmm. but it may dig things up. Now you got poop you got to scoop and take care of unless, I don't know if in the contract, the owner has to take care of that on their part. Like, I don't know how I that works out. decent dog owner would. Uh, so that's what, that what worries me as the actual lawn owner in the, in the transaction of how much do yeah, I have to pick up? Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to picture how this plays out. You're standing there in your kitchen having a coffee and you look out and there's just a guy with his arms folded watching his dog run around <laughs> and then just leaves. That would, be, that would be very strange, even if you know what's going on. One host keeps her two dogs inside before other dogs arrive to use her yard. Right. She said, quote, it's nice. It's like a passive income. You can make a lot of money if you have the right spot. If you put in into it, you really get what you put into it. So she said, you know, it, it, a lot of people will then give you a thumbs up and a good review on Sniff Spot mm-hmm. and, more, <laughs> and, more, and, more, and more dogs show up in the backyard. I'm intrigued by this whole thing. Kudos to Mr. Adams for, for offering it up. Well, so there are there are 15,000 yards that are registered now Nation, on, yeah, on, on, on Sniff Spot nationwide. I guess the other side of that question is how many of them are being used regularly? That's true. And is it more just people coming from the city? Because if you already have a dog 
Um, I imagine just people living in an apartment. If you're if you're somebody right. already has a yard, you're not going to sniff spot to go use someone else's yard for your dogs, yeah, right? It's got to be it's got to be near apartments or that kind of thing where the dog is cooped up and they want you know, a little bit extra leeway for the old pet. And even that, I mean, is it that hard to get to a park? Well, what they're saying is it's for people who want more private for their dog. Like maybe their dog doesn't get along well with other dogs or that kind dog of thing. doesn't give a damn. Some dog just wants to run around. <laughs> Correct. It doesn't matter. And to your point, too, I don't know what the what the exchange is like. Do you know? Because you do Airbnb and Verbo. I've mm-hmm. never done that. You don't really have much interaction with the person running those particular correct. outlets. Correct. Correct. So I'm just imagining. Do there has to be like a basically a code on the yard, and you just let them in. But to your point, you're just standing in your house doing your own thing, and like randomly, all of a sudden, there's another dog in your backyard running around with someone there, going, "Yeah, good boy, good boy," and then they leave. It, it, it's odd. I'm sorry. I just went into a private mode here. And okay. To up. make sure incognito tab, incognito, sniff spot. Yeah. Uh, just to see how many uh, are being used on a regular basis. Well, and and what's any, the going rate? If there's any spot sniffers around here in, uh, in Springfield or in, in Central Illinois. If there isn't, now is a great time to get in. Yeah. To sniff spot. Uh, champagne. Oh, okay. Rockford. Gross. Yeah. But that whole city is a sniff spot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face facts, right? Uh, yeah, and it's like, okay, so for 10 bucks, so here's, here's, yeah, here's some that are 10 okay, bucks what's an the, hour. What, okay, 10 bucks. Uh, is, it, is it worth $10 for you to allow someone else's pet to run around in your backyard? Louise's yard. Uh, oh, God, they give a review of the yard? I guess you'd have to if it's some type of app to be able to use. Uh, if you want to hang out on the screened-in porch, uh, this, I'm sorry. If you want to hang out on the screened-in porch <laughs> while your dogs play, it's a lovely porch, uh, but it may be a little dusty. And in the winter, it can be chilly, but it's an extra seven dollars. Oh, uh, to, to, so access to, to the porch is yeah. an extra seven bucks. Ten dollars per hour, minimum of uh, uh, thirty minutes. Um, so five bucks. Is that is that even worth allowing someone to come into your backyard for five dollars? Uh, here are the features: uh, there are chairs and a trash can. For dogs, there's a water hose, uh, <laughs> okay. and the grass is fertilizer free. For people, off-street parking, a hammock, and an electric outlet. Okay, so you and, can charge your phone while you use the yard. And short grass. What, what, I guess what I was looking for, I was hoping that you would have to write some kind of fancy bio on yes, your, exactly. you know, like, like it's a dating And by the way, the something. water hose for the dog, still also for the human. The dog's not just going over there and turning on the hose, correct? Yeah, yeah. Unless you have to have the, have the dog trained to be able to do so. So and, and if you're looking for a yard to let your dog poop in, uh, you can go to this particular one yeah. if you're so inclined. Sherilyn has a private dog park in Bloomington. Oh, okay. Dog park, it's her backyard. <laughs> Shut up, Sherilyn. I love how everyone, even in this, this, even in Sniff Spot, for an extra ten, for an extra five bucks, probably an hour, she calls it a dog park instead. Mm-hmm. She has chairs, uh, the indoor restroom available. Oh, okay. Uh, hand sanitizer. Look at her and go for dogs. She puts out dog treats. Very nice. Um, Would you be willing to let someone come in and use your private restroom in your domicile? Nope. Nope. Just because their dog is running around in your backyard? She offers snacks um, for people. Okay. Uh, $10 per hour per dog, 50% off for all dogs after the first dog, 25% off the hourly price. Wait, 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 wait. Pardon me? 50% off all dogs after the first dog. (laughs) So... So ten dollars an hour for the first dog, five bucks for the next dog. What is Sherilyn doing on her downtime? Is she the Shamwell guy? But wait, there's more. Uh, so yeah, well, that's, that's interesting. I just yeah. don't know if anyone's using it. It's I don't sniff either. Spot, sniff spot, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, David Adams. I wonder how much cut he gets off of it, yeah, or just as a pure profit for those sniff spot users. The, the, the sniff spotter. Are you a sniff spotter? Are you a sniff spotter? Are you a sniffer spotter? Are you a spotter sniffer? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, over on OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. There's also one called that. Uh, so we have ABC News coming at the top of the hour. Up next uh, in the next final hour, the final hour of the program, we'll what? have the thing. Final hour of the yeah. program, things not to ask Siri. Uh, also, we'll ask your favorite cartoon, and our favorite cartoon is moving. And I don't know. Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. 
made it to the Friday plane, ladies and gentlemen. It is Mike and Molson with you on this Friday, February 23rd. And uh, we, during the news break, we we're actually able to find, if you recall last hour, we we're talking about movies so bad that they're good, that mm-hmm. you enjoy. And you mentioned The Car. The Car. 1977. Yes. With uh, James Brolin and a very young Kim Richards. Oh, really? This movie. Okay. Uh, so here is the trailer for The Car because once we watched it during the news break, we're like, Oh, we we gotta we gotta do a breakdown of this one. And the car this this came out at a time when there were movies like The Omen uh, and uh, Stephen King was uh, the Carrie and those. Oh those yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. Of, Christine, uh, all that kind of thing, stuff. Things were being possessed. Uh, Cujo, you know. Oh, uh, Poltergeist. Were, right. all the, they're uh, here. And so inevitably, when one thing is successful, it just there's this battery of extra movies that come out of saying, "Oh, I see. The public wants things possessed by things." So let's make a things possessed by things movie. You you mentioned it too. It's like uh, Star Wars when Star Wars came out. Because I want to say Disney did their own version called like the Black Hole. Did, it, yeah, Black Hole came it, right it, it was, Yeah, exactly. But it was not Star Wars. But it was Star Wars. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the official trailer breakdown of the car. visited the earth in many forms now it returns as the car <laughs> can you imagine me and the voiceover guy that got that script is like really evil really? has been around for so many but now it's returned with the car we couldn't think of anything better just <laughs> the car <laughs> what is and that so you've got well, what that, is that, that, that's, how, that's how you knew that's how you knew the car was coming what? Now, if you it would, it would announce itself and then it would run you over. <laughs> well, here's my thing: if it wants to kill as many people as possible, why would you then let everyone know that you're coming? Well, it's the last. It, you know, it's it's like when when Jaws would swim around and that and that uh, trombone music. But but Jaws didn't make that music. Oh. Jaws didn't have the boombox on top of his fin going, coming to kill you. Is that like Jason ran in and go, hey, by the way, I'm in the closet, going to kill you now. See, what I is always, the car doing? I always thought Jaws was making that noise. Yeah, no. He, he That is not a shark's normal. They, that's how they communicate. They don't usually communicate. So the, the car is this big black sedan yeah, with, blacked giant. Out, with blacked it's, out windows. Whatever your grandfather drove... Is what the car is. And it would just, it was under its own power. Yes, there was no driver. Well, I don't want to give too much away. So it's going down a dirt road. Okay, so the car, just to let you know, the car is going down a dirt road, and all of a sudden there's two kids on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. They're on their 10 speeds, and eh, 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 and the next thing you know, they're pulling a Mac and me, and they are flying off of a bridge. The car drives them off a bridge. There was no driver in the car. Now, <laughs> the next scene, it drives into a rodeo, mm-hmm. and now it's killing horses. It's terrorizing the rodeo, yeah. Yes. Now, there is, what is frozen on my screen right now is the look of fear and a zoom in on an eyeball of a horse. Right. Just to show you the terror that is. It's doing that wide-eyed thing. Yes. Of, I think I just saw a mouse. Yes. A car possessed. I know why he didn't go into the cemetery. The ground was hollowed. So there was a scene where a bunch of kids were running from the car and it went behind some, headstones. some headstones and uh, this this guy realizes it was, it was hollowed ground so the car couldn't possibly go there because it's the devil. Yeah, because it's evil. It's the devil. And it's, and it's the car. <laughs> now the car gets confronted by a police officer. And he pushes him over the cliff. By the way, what I love is it happens several times in the movie, and I was just watching Rockford Files last night, and it happens in there. In the 1970s, if a car would run into a light pole, it would explode in flames every time. Every I'm, time. I'm glad you mentioned that because in this trailer, the car gently taps yeah. the, the, the police officer's car, and the next thing you know, before it even rolls down the hill, it's burning and on fire. Anytime in the 70s, if you slightly lost control of your car, it was going to burst into flames. Once 
once again, we're watching the trailer for The Car. The, the car. 1977 classic, Johnny Molson's So Bad It's Good Movie. <laughs> I'm a car. <laughs> oh, no, it ran into a cliff. Oh, no, nothing can stop the car. According to IMDb, um, the distinctive sound of the horn of the car spells out X in Morse code. Oh, so you're dead. Yeah. X. <laughs> you're dying. You're going to die. <laughs> X, X, X. Your I've... eyes will be X's like in the cartoons. X, 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 X. Over the weekend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want Wear you to... a big pirate flag. X, 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 X. <laughs> Over the weekend, I want you to just drive through your neighborhood and do the eh, 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 and see what people do. If someone runs in terror, right. they've seen the car. Yeah, it's like you're a pretty cool person. Yeah. This is Wade. We can't let him through no matter what. Now, in this particular instance, they can't let the car through. Right. The car apparently also has the ability to hear the radio. Because the car then immediately starts flipping on its side and rolls into the side-by-side police officer. Two sheriff's deputies are are trying to make a blockade out of the car, you know, to stop the car. The car spins uh, perpendicular to the... Uh, sheriff's deputies does a, does a barrel roll, and of course the cars explode because Correct. that's what cars do. Yes, immediately blow up. There's nowhere to turn. The car, he's in here. So wait, in that wait, in that wait, scene, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Let me tell you what's going on in that scene. Go ahead. <laughs> he just said the car, he's in here. That's right. In where? In this scene. Uh, James Brolin, who's playing Sheriff Wade Parent, um, is, uh, is he is not Wade Parent. Is heading out, and he and he he's a he's a motorcycle cop. Okay, he's a motorcycle sheriff, and so he <laughs> because he, chips was popular at this time too. It's, it's exactly right. Um, so he goes out, and he's he's gonna he's gonna go chasing the car. He goes into his attached garage. And he hears something, spins around, and the car is there staring him down. It somehow got into his garage, shut the door, and so now and and what's what's about to happen? You don't see it in the in this trailer. Is the car is going to start revving and basically mm-hmm. yeah and basically try to carbon monoxide oh, Sheriff Wade Parent. It locks him in his own. Oh, correct. Interesting. Different ways the car so, kills. I can tell you everything about this movie. Nowhere to hide. No way to stop the car. <laughs> I, I think I hear the engine of that car. So that's Lauren Humphreys. It's around here somewhere. Wade's girlfriend. I'm scared. No, I promise you I won't go out. Tell me what to do, baby. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a scared woman. I don't know what to do. I, should I flee? She's, what? She's standing on the phone with uh, talking to her boyfriend, Wade, and over her shoulder through the kitchen window, you can see the headlights approaching, oh. and the car is about to somehow lift itself eight <laughs> feet off the ground and come jumping through her house. That's it. That's it. What evil force drives the car? for it. You're gonna die. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is yeah. The Car. So if you're looking for something to watch this weekend and you just want a good laugh, go watch The, the car. car from 1977. And you'll go outside and you might see a car and you'll be scared. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, God, there's cars everywhere. <laughs> By the way. It's just like in the movie. It's available on Blu-ray. Yeah. If you're so inclined to check out The Car. Me. Oh, it's uh, you can you get streaming on uh, on Prime. So oh, can, there you go. I hope it's included if an Amazon Prime subscription. It really should be. <laughs> Shouldn't have to pay for that. Right? No. Hi, you're on WMAY. I I still hate those Chrysler 300s to this day. Yeah. No, there was they, a, were, they remind me of the car. The car. The, the car. <laughs> That's a classic. Uh, the crap out of me get, when yeah. I was a little kid. And that's, yeah, that, wow. that's kind of what we're talking about last hour was I remember watching this as a kid and going, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, this, this could happen. It's like, it can't happen. Well, this is not going to happen. Did you ever have a friend or actually beep the horn like that when you were little or something to, to mess with you because they knew you were afraid of the car? Well, I tell you what we used to do at recess is we would play the car. Oh, someone would yeah, be the car. Somebody be on their bike, and we'd be driving around the, you know, the, the playground, and, 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 and somebody would be the the person running, 
and then we'd fall over and explode. <laughs> oh, catch on fire. <laughs> Boom. We, we spontaneously uh, combust. Oh, the car, the car hit me. I'm exploding. Hi, you're on WMAY. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you mentioned it, but the best scene in the movie is when the, the car stops and then the driver's side door cracks open. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, and there's like a bright light from hell that comes out the car and blinds <laughs> right, blinds right. one of the police officers, right? Right. Yeah, no, great movie. Great yeah, movie. The, the, yeah, the, the, appreciate cop, the phone call. A, a cop successfully pulls the car over, and so but nothing can stop the car. So he's he's he approaches the car from the back like an officer would. Okay, and the the door cracks open a little bit, and then suddenly it bursts open. This blinding white light comes out, and then the next scene you see the cop in the hospital with a bandage over, over his eyes because the car has blinded him. I didn't realize. I th- can't see a thing. I didn't realize the car had so many layered kills. Yeah. You would assume the car would just continue to run over people, but the car was thoughtful in the way it took care of it people. It could blind you. It could fill your garage with, up with carbon, carbon monoxide. monoxide. Uh, it could tap the side of your car and make it explode. Yeah, it, it did all that stuff. It could push you off a bridge while you're riding a bike. Did anyone... Tr- did the, I assume the car never slept because what would happen if you put a banana in the tailpipe of the car? <laughs> you couldn't get that close to it. Because it the car it knew. Would, it might honk its horn at you. Yeah. <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone now, by the way. That was so funny. Hi, you're on WMAY. So eventually the car broke because then the sequel to that was rubber. Was the what? Tire. Oh, the tire? The tire. There's a, <laughs> there's a movie called Rubber. Okay. Well, there's a movie called Rubber, and it's about this killer tire. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Uh, all, right, all right. So we're going to have to go to break, right. and I'm going to have to look up Rubber and make sure it's not it, what I think it is on OnlyFans. It's hilarious. All right. It's hilarious. All right. All right. Re- re- appreciate the phone call. We'll have to check that one out. And, and by the way, I, I am delighted that so many WMAY listeners no, recognize the, the car. car. That's awesome. Exactly. Hi, you're on WMAY. We have to have a screening. Don't forget, in 1981, there was The Hand. Oh, The Hand. Yeah, that's right. With, with, with Michael Caine. Yep. Mike, what? Yep, that's right. That's okay, right. Now that's another one. Detached hand. Yeah. That's like uh, Idle Hands. That was one that was redone then like in the late 90s because I loved Idle Hands. Appreciate the phone call. So the hand and rubber. Mm-hmm. We're going to, all of a sudden this is coming into B, let's talk B movies here yeah. on WMAY. So we'll take a break. We'll look up rubber. Oh, this this music's too happy for what we've been talking about here. Seriously. You can't you can't have a conversation about the car and then come back with this. So we're talking about movies in the 70s, you know, The Exorcist comes out and then The Omen comes out and some people in Hollywood go, "Oh, I see. We want movies about things, things that, that are, are possessed." possessed. Like, let's go to the Amityville Horror and uh, uh, Christine yeah. and Cujo and 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 the car and now we also found thanks to a previous caller we looked up the rubber movie mm-hmm. and that there seems to be a discrepancy uh, between the release date. There is a movie about a killer tire, right. but it's a horror comedy from 2010. We couldn't find that one, but it still we, looks pretty good though. Yeah, but we did find the hand. You think I've done something wrong, don't you? With Michael Caine, Tara, forget. So, throughout this, two, two different shots of a sheriff just kind of being like, uh-huh, when he's like, you think there's something in there? He threw a cat through, a cat flies through a window. Okay. There's a little girl standing there, kind of like poltergeist-ish, because this came out in 1981. Okay. Hey! Take a look! Oh, my God. Ryan Pictures presents Michael Caine in The Hand. <laughs> it's, I think it's the same voiceover guy. I think it I is think it's the same, same as the, the car. car. It you is. know, you did such a good job on the car. Could we hire you for the hand? Do you? Let me ask you this. The it, shoe. <laughs> right. In the year of our Lord, 2024. The toaster. If you came out with a movie that was just the hand, yeah. would people go see the hand at this time? Or the car? I, I kind of wish somebody would have shown this to the queen before she knighted Michael Caine. <laughs> Right. She would have said, we can't do this. Before he was, like, revered by everyone as a great actor. like, you know, Majesty, I was in the hand. hand. Exactly. You don't want me to go to New York with you, do you? I'm not talking about a 
All he's done is ask questions. <laughs> the questions need to stop. You think there's something in that, don't I like you? That. I thought you understood that. I thought that was why you said well, that. Well, could... we obviously do not understand each other. Oh, no. What? The car showed up. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a crossover. I didn't realize yeah. there was a whole the universe. Well, if the car wants to turn left, it has to signal with the hand. Oh no! How does it feel? Life is still there. My fingers. Oh I no! His hand was lost in the accident. Oh, so he's controlling the hand? I well, I, we oh, don't know. Is, okay. So he lost his hand in the accident because he has a Luke Skywalker hand oh, now. Oh, I see. Irritation, pain. Your memory is still feeding familiar sensations of having a hand along your nerve endings. What have you been doing during these blackouts? Hey, by the way, how many violins did they hire for their orchestra to do the soundtrack of The Hand? John Williams, like, hey. We need 70 violins hey, to make this thing work. Hey, hey, John, we know you made the, the space opera work with the Star Wars yeah. and everything else. Listen did, to that. It's nothing about violins. Scared, are you? <laughs> did you see my signet ring? No. Are you all right? Oh, yes. You never know what you can do. The unconscious is capable of anything. By the way, the man he's talking to at the bar yeah. is D-Day from Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know. Just to let you know. You could do anything you've ever dreamed of and never had the guts to do. Hi. I like the way you look at me. Uh-huh. He's he's with one woman, but now he's with another lady. Please touch me with your the hand. <laughs> Can I touch the boob? <laughs> it's all up there, and you'll never know. Know what? Who you are? The kneecap. <laughs> oh, he's gone crazy. Tell me what you feel. Trying to kill me, aren't you? Has the hand shown up yet? No. Touch. You want to destroy me? What is your image? A man trapped in a nightmare. Okay, the uh, nightmare was. Get on with it. The shower knob became a hand. Oh. In this one, well, and it's gone to black and white. That's, that's kind of creepy. Freaky. Yeah. Like that. There it is. Uh, it just showed up. Is it punching people? It's choking them. Oh. Michael Caine in the hand. <laughs> is a Michael Caine in the hand or two in the bush? I just, <laughs> I just, I'm just wondering. There's got to be a list of, because there was the swarm. Uh, there was. That's right. The birds. The fog. Yeah. There was The Deep. And there was a bunch of movies. That's that, true. The Car. There was a bunch right in there. There was always The Something. Correct. Uh, something horrible. Uh, the Frogs. You know, there whatever. was. There yes. Was yes. We'll have, we have to look into that. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The Car oh. and The Hand. The, the great- golden age of American cinema. Yes. 1977 and 1981. This may well prove fascinating. It already has been. Between The Car and The Hand. But it's time for the show to move along. Okay. It is, as much as I'd like to show the Wraith trailer again that I showed you, add it to the the that you're watching this weekend. Yeah. The Wraith, W-R-A-I-T-H. It's a 1986 movie starring Charlie Sheen. I did not realize also Randy Quaid and Clint Howard <laughs> also in the movie. It's about a, a guy who's wrongly killed and comes back for justice. Yeah. And he goes and wraiths him. Yeah, he wraiths him. That's for certain. That, he Ra- certainly does. around with his wraithing. <laughs> wraithing all over the place. The wraithing, wraithing. Uh, so 217-629-797, the phone number. Uh, we move on. We, we had promised that uh, we would have the questions not to ask Siri. Oh, okay. That we would uh, give to you. And so here are the questions they say not to ask Siri. Because Siri is always listening, always recording. They say the first thing you should not do with Siri is never ask Siri, Google, whatever Alexa it is, about medical advice. Trusting those smart assistants might not just make things worse. It's always best to call or book a telehealth appointment for your doctor. Right. Not just say... Hey, Siri, why yeah. do I have a fever? Or what, like, is this, what is this boil on okay. my back? Right, exactly. Not a great thing to do. Uh, also, they say, don't ask how to hurt someone. <laughs> they say those chats with Siri Google Assistant can come back to bite you if you end up on the wrong side of the law. Yeah. 
Uh, they also say don't ask Siri for anything that may end up in a mugshot. So don't ask Siri, like, where to hide a body or how do I, do, like, why would you do that in the first place? Seems like common sense. Um, they also say don't ask it to be your telephone operator, which is interesting. They say if you need to call your closest Home Depot, see if they have something in stock, find the number yourself. They say the same goes for asking your assistant to call emergency services. Dialing 911 takes two seconds. So what they're saying is it's going to take too long, so don't ask Siri, hey, Siri, call this. Just do it yourself. My my neighbor, I guess, wiped out in the middle of the night, like tripped over her dog. Oh, no. And was immobilized. Oh, poor Um, thing. Yeah. And apparently that's how she was able to summon help when she just shouted out to her smart speaker and it called her daughter or something like that. How much do the Life Alert people hate Siri now? Well, I don't know. Because yeah. that's the whole reason they were around. I've fallen and I can't get up, right? The Life Alert bracelet. Part of me feels bad that I was right next door while all this is going on. But how would you have known? Well, I don't know. You're not clairvoyant. Well, I know. You're not the hand. <laughs> You don't know what's going on in other things. This poor old lady was laying on the floor for hours. I'm glad she's okay I'm now. She's, she's she's fine. So for all those people who are worried yeah. about technology, I'm just saying, you can you you actually can. Yeah, in yeah, an emergency. It, it, yeah, exactly. It does work from time to time. I will tell you this: I I don't use it. I don't have that uh, that assistance. But uh, I have a friend of mine mm-hmm. who has it throughout their entire home, and he's like, "Hey," he's like, "Say, tell them to dim the lights." And right. I was like, "Dim the," and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah." Look at that. That's technology if you're Mm -hmm. so inclined. Uh, Another thing, and all these seem self-evident of things to not ask Siri. They say, don't ask Siri anything that have to do with money. Like, you know, look at my you know bank account or whatever it may be, because they say that savvy cyber criminals can hack into your phone, steal your voice, and use it to drain your accounts then. I don't know. Can you do that? I don't know. They say, although voice assistants can connect to your financial apps, there are many security issues with voice data. Just log in your bank's website or mobile app and call it a day. They say don't don't do that. But that seems like a lot of hoops to jump through to nope. try to get a little bit of money from you. We were promised back when uh, all these smart speakers came out that you could just say things. Hey, I need some kitty litter, and then kitty litter would, would be show delivered up. to your house. Yeah, you know? the drones would drop it. That was the promise of this stuff. And really, there was an article recently that most people say, "Hey, what's the weather?" Correct. Or, "Hey, play Beyonce." They've gone so far now to be so ubiquitous that now Disney has them in the rooms and oh, yeah. you say, hey, Disney, and it can be like, and the and the things that they say mm-hmm. for you to do is like, the weather, uh, play some music, or tell me a joke. Yeah. And right. th- those are the examples that they use to help it easier, not, hey, I need food from, you know, the quick service, yeah. show up at my door. Nobody's doing this. No, no, no. Um, another one they say not to ask is... Will I die if I eat this? <laughs> they said if you're Why not? That's a great question. <laughs> they that's, say, a, that's a legitimate thing to ask. Right. But they say if you're on a hike wondering if the berries you found would make a good snack, voice assistants aren't reliable sources. There's conflicting information online about poisonous food and plants, and taking their advice could land you a trip to the hospital. All right. And finally, uh, they say don't ask Alexa or Siri to clear your search history, delete an app, or remove photos. Users have had a few mishaps where a simple misunderstanding led to something important getting wiped out. So it's worth the extra minutes to do it manually when it comes to getting rid of that kind of stuff. There was a case recently, um, and the guy won. And this wasn't a a voice app, but it was a chat bot on an airline. And uh, the guy had gone to his grandmother's funeral. Okay. And so he went online and said, hey, what do I do about the bereavement rates that that she gets? And and the chat bot comes back and says, well, you can can ask for it ahead of time or you've got 90 days afterwards to get get a refund. Okay. Okay. Um, and to get a discount on your, you know, on your ticket. Then, oh, to get to get to okay, gotcha. Yeah, to get to, to get to yeah, the funeral. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, it's post funeral. He goes back to the airline and says, "Well, here's the here's the death certificate." And the airline says, "Well, you can't do that because you have to do it ahead of time. You can't do it retroactively." And the guy said, so, well, "Well, your your yeah, your chatbot said that I could do that." And the airline's argument was. Uh, well, you should have read the uh, the fine print on the website. And he said, I was on your, your web- website. Your, your website, website told me to, to go to the, the thing. Ch- to well, the chat. but that was the chat bot on the website. And the thing. Well, anyway, the court 
found in his favor, and he got his he got his money back. So. Thank God. I'm not sure why I told you that story. <laughs> it, was, because, it, was, it was something about it was something about because this. don't do, yeah. Sometimes you can have different type of information. I guess boils down to. Honestly, I can't tell you why I told you that story. There was a reason, and I don't know what it was. You can't do that. Yeah. No <laughs> refund for you. And then Johnny talked into the microphone, <laughs> and he didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and he went to the computer, and it still didn't make any. Beware of the microphone. <laughs> it can give I you was on the radio, and I was talking nonsense, and I don't know what happened. The microphone. Johnny, <laughs> the microphone. Johnny, Johnny Molson <laughs> and Mike Wimacher in the microphone. It's killing. It's stabbing me right in my throat. Oh, my God. It took all my money. I couldn't get it back. It gave me false information. Evil lurks in the, the microphone. microphone. It really does. <laughs> oh, God. It's choking me with its cord. It's making me say things I don't want to. The microphone. In theaters <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I love every part of that. Yeah. Now we need to write it and make it. It is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. We'll take our last break. When we come back, some vital information about our favorite cartoon and the yeah, setting the mood for your for your Friday. All your the viewing. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, you know it. Where's Rebecca Black when you need her? Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you. Hope you had fun. This has been a, a fun hour. The car, the hand, the wraith, the microphone, <laughs> all fine films. One, we end, though, with something a little disconcerting to me and possibly to you as well as a fan of the show Family Guy. Uh, I was on social media. I follow the Family Guy Facebook page, Twitter, and everything else. And they're like, new episode coming March 6th. And then it's like... So Wednesday nights, I was like, Wednesday nights? Wow, really? And I was like, okay, let me let me look into this because it's been a staple ever since it's been on the air. Like it was canceled for a short time and it came back. It's always been Sunday nights, right? Yeah. It's an animation domination. It's like Simpsons and you, whatever show in the middle there, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. Well, now there's this show that's animated that is executive produced by John Hamm called Grimsburg. Right. And that's taking over Family Guy's slot. Interesting. So Family Guy now will be on Wednesday nights paired with Animal Control. Well, and think about this because, um, yeah, The Simpsons has been on for over 30 years, which is incredible. Right. Right. But Family Guy is in its 23rd season. Correct. Bob's Burgers has been on for 15 years, probably. Around that, 12, yeah. 12, 15 years, something like that. Um, and so, yeah, this is a this is a long time of being in those time slots. And when you get moved, when you get moved. from that time, especially one... That's not a good sign. Especially one you've been in for that long, mm -hmm. right? Because you're, expe you're expecting then the viewers to... Because people have it set up with their DVR, probably, to yeah. record. And the DVR will do that, whatever new episodes... But when someone has been an institution on a certain time slot and all of a sudden it's like, we're going to throw you on a random Wednesday after Mass Singer and Animal Control, it does not bode well for one family guy. And they may have to do another scene just like this one, unfortunately. Buddy, I got bad news. We've been canceled. Oh, no. Peter, how could they do that? Well, unfortunately, Lois, there's just no more room on the schedule. We've just got to accept the fact that Fox has to make room for terrific shows like Dark Angel... Titus, Undeclared, Action, That 80 Show, Wonder Falls, Fast Lane, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, Skin, Girls Club, Cracking Up, The Pits, Firefly, Get Real, Freaky Links, Wanda at Large, Costello, The Lone Gunman, a Minute with Stan Hooper, Normal Ohio. Wait, wait, wait. Minute with Stan Hooper was an actual show? Yeah. Io, Pasadena, Harsh Realm. Keen Eddie, The Street, American Embassy, oh, Cedric the Entertainer, The Tick, Louie. <laughs> oh, none, poor Louie. None of these shows lasted. And Greg the Bunny. Is there no hope? Well, I suppose if all those shows go down the tubes, we might have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and it just so happened that they did. Yeah. That was the first time they got canceled. It was, I understand right that some people have tired of their shtick and we mm -hmm. live in a different society now than when Family Guy first came on the scene but it will be sad for me to see it go away yeah. there, there's just something about the fact that Family Guy always poked fun at everyone 
and as a fan of that and absurdist comedy and just just the way it would make references like we did today of the car right and you'd be like be like oh my god i forgot about that and it sparks a memory and you're like and they make it funny i yeah. don't know yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, you've, you've got uh, 23 some years uh, in the bag of uh, of a successful show, just like The Simpsons. And whether whether you think it's good or not, there is something sort of just traditional about. Oh, it's Sunday night. The cartoons are on. Yes, uh, it's going to be silly. Uh, let's let's sit down and do that. And I don't know that they can. Um, re- you know, so so the question I guess is, what are they trying to resurrect? Are they trying to? Is Family Guy, are they putting Family Guy on Wednesday to help things like The Masked Singer? Or which, which was at a high point of popularity, but yeah. has since, over the subsequent seasons, started to go downhill. Or are they hoping The Masked Singer will help Family Guy? Correct. And I don't know the answer to that. Or are they hoping that new shows being put on Sunday yeah. with a new audience may reinvigorate The Simpsons? Of people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to check out Grimsburg with John Hamm. Sure. And just so, ha- oh, the Simpsons are still on. I need to watch them. Mm-hmm. That's the question. Do they think that Family Guy is so well entrenched in such a traditional show that it'll be able to still have its its viewership no matter what day it's on because as a dedicated fan base. And then they can launch this and let the Simpsons or whatever catapult Grimsburg or vice versa. I don't know. Well, and then I think about all of the TV shows now that will say, hey, it's on Tuesday night or watch it the following day on Hulu or it's on True. Wednesday. Watch it next day, ne- the next day on Paramount. That's everywhere um, now. And so it, we're networks are saying, well, it doesn't matter when the show is on, True. just that it's on and uh, and people will catch it in this, because I don't know, you know, again, what's the what's the ratio of people watching on the stream versus watching in, and in real time? Up, I don't know. You bring up a really good point there. Of, of course I did. With the microphone. Yes, I'm the uh, one talking into the microphone. You were a little bit off on a tangent last time, but you Sorry. made a cogent point this time. <laughs> in the microphone. Yay. Uh, yay, me. Uh, you're right, though. I've noticed that more, and I'd be interested to see if people still even set their DVR. Because, yeah. it, you know, if there's a certain show that you really like, more than likely you probably have that streaming service that goes along with it. Well, are, are, at least you have the option to, to, stream to it. catch it in real time or catch it the next day on uh, on the streaming service. So um, is, DV, is DVR going to be a thing of the past yeah, at know. some point, too? I, I don't know either. But it, I, it threw me for a loop of, like, I'm a man and a creature of habit. And I was like, wait a second. Sunday nights? Now, now I'm going to have to watch it Wednesday nights or Thursday instead? Well... And how many times just in TV history of when they when they move a show off mm-hmm. of a prime evening, you know, yes. it used to be Thursday night was the night to watch stuff, uh, and they move things off of there, and you go, uh oh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. Or is, is you know is, has Seth MacFarlane gotten bored of doing this? I mean, he's got so many other projects going on. Well, he did. Someone asked him about that in a recent interview, and he said, "I'm going to keep doing Family Guy until they cancel us and tell us I can't, mm-hmm. because it was his first love, and he's sure. he's like, it's such a medium that I can do so many." things with it. I enjoy doing that. So I'm going to keep going until they tell me no more. You know, he had a, he had a short run there with uh, American Dad and obviously the Orville and Well, other he things. brought back American Dad mm-hmm. that got actual new episodes on TBS. Okay. He did the Cleveland show, um, the Orville, which he's relaunching again. He's made a couple of films. The Ted. He's got the Ted prequel on yeah. Peacock. If you've not watched the Ted prequel on Peacock, if you like Family Guy and you like the Ted movies, Check it out. The Ted. The Ted on The Peacock. <laughs> he, better, he better make a horror movie out of Ted. Oh, Some, God. The well, Ted. They're already doing that. They have a, a teddy bear horror movie coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called Imaginary. Oh. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, we accomplished a lot. We covered a lot of ground today. We really did. We really did. Everybody's weekend assignment. Watch the car. The car. Watch the hand. The hand. And listen to the podcast. <laughs> Mike and Molson, Too Good for Radio. New episode coming out later on today. Johnny, always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise. Uh, and hope everyone enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. And uh, I'm assuming I will be back as the interim host on Monday. Ooh. Unless 